The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Redshirt King Wasserman, I'm a writer at Unicorn.com, and welcome to a special episode of the Rough Drafts podcast. It's team by team preview time. Woo! We're doing it again. I'm all in. I love this time of year. I love getting to speculate and talk about all these different teams and what we believe these rosters can do. Of course, today's roster we don't necessarily need to discuss as as thoroughly as some others because it's a pretty solidified roster. With one big change that I think that fans have been waiting for, for basically a whole split now. And of yep. course, that means we're going to be talking about Team Solo Mid, our North American champions. And I am joined to talk about them with my fellow co-host and current guest, the Lions champion, Walter Ciedis Fedchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? That's right, boy. I put you in your place. You yeah. you respect the champion. You introduce him as such. You're, you're learning. You're learning. Yeah. We need I to get you a belt. That. That's I, really we do. What I'm we need to here. actually. We need to actually use some of that to, that skrilla and make a solid gold <laughs> championship belt. It sounds like a plan, but you know TSM has a plan, and their plan involves running basically everything back, except this time, we're having double lift over Wild Turtle in the eighty carry position. So that means Hanser top lane, Svenskar in jungle, Bjergs in mid, double lift eighty carry, Biofrost bot, the bio lift. Lane is back, and Walter, let's talk about the past before we get into the present. How are you feeling about TSM after this North American season and after this MSI performance from them? It's a sigh of relief. Uh, uh, North America was kind of a sigh of relief. I really, I, I honestly thought Cloud9 was going to steal it from us, but... Um, but yeah, they, they didn't quite come up. Uh, they didn't they didn't quite swing hard enough to chop the head off the snake. And the Hydra has uh, has regrown its its third head. And Double Lift, the once and future king, has returned to us. Um, you know, when I look at TSM, it, this this split was just all about waiting. We knew the Double Lift was gonna come back. Anybody who's like, oh yeah, he's coming to try out. It, come on, Wild Turtle is not going to stop Double Lift from starting in the LCS. They when he they made that choice of we're gonna get wild turtle. It was we want someone that's comfortable. We want someone that can still potentially help us contend for a championship because we want to get as many circuit points as we can. And then the summer is our big push. 
We win the summer. It doesn't matter what place we took in the spring. We go to MSI. Cool. That's fun. We get to go to Brazil. Like, I, I, at the end of the day, I think that spring and MSI mattered very, very little to this organization. And that they're once again, once again, going to go all in on the summer, bring back their shot caller, bring back their that lane dominant play style, and hopefully that'll be enough to to cover up some of the deficiencies that I think that the spring has shown, because there there are definitely a couple of things that we've talked about previously on our podcast uh, that worry me about this team, but maybe that unified central shot-calling presence that did so well in the summer uh, it will help them out again. Yeah, I mean, that's something that if you're a TSM fan, you have to be counting on, right? LOL Esports did an article just a few days ago about how their passive decision-making really cost them at MSI. A lot of times in which you thought they had a siege, you thought they had this, this big objective that they could die for or make a play for, and they just were very timid in doing so. It felt like a team that was very much under the idea that, look, we can have big fights at the Baron Pit and the Dragon Pit, but other than that, we don't want to make too risky of plays. And I, I think that that gives a clear weakness to them. I, I think that it potentially can can throw things in a position where by trying to take the safer route, they actually put themselves in more danger of, of losing the lead that they've gained for themselves. So. Let's talk about that shot-calling presence because, as you said, Doublelift was a big part of this. He's a veteran player. He's a very talented player. Just, I, I think it should be obvious for people who watch Summer and for Spring, but if, if people maybe just started in the Spring, what do they need to know about Doublelift and his role and what he does for this TSM team that was missing last split. So so part of the problem is that switching to Wild Turtle has changed the fundamental early game strategy. Uh, not the fundamental, but how they get to their fundamentals of how Team Solo Mid likes to play League of Legends. This has been how Team Solo Mid plays League of Legends since season like two. It's this very consistent at six to ten minutes, that first dragon fight, when everyone has level six, that's where we're going to start. That's when the game begins for Team Solomit. We're going to go after, try and go after that first dragon, try and go after that first objective, and then build on our game from there. The difference is when you have double lift versus Wild Turtle, Wild Turtle is very weak in lane. He makes a lot of stupid mistakes in lane. He gets caught out. His positioning is very poor. He's not great at exploiting laning matchups. So that means that you have to keep your support in the lane with him to keep him alive, keep him safe, and help start to build him towards his peak as an AD carry. With double lift, you don't have to do that. And in fact, it's the opposite. You can actually leave double lift alone by himself and he'll farm it out. He'll play very safe. He doesn't get caught out in lane. In laning phase, don't bring up that he gets caught out in, in by Malzahar's without QSS like he did by Slice at the World Championships. I know that's different. <laughs> uh, but in the laning phase, he is very consistent. Or you can keep your support in lane with him and they could go full on. We're going to bully the enemy laner, especially against weaker AD carries. They'll just sit in that lane and they'll bully and they'll bully and they'll bully and they'll pick up first blood and then do that tower dive on the bot. That's really become the signature TSM play is getting the warden behind the bot, uh, behind the bot lane outer tower, teleporting Hawkser down, roaming Svenskayer and Bjergsen in there and just taking the tower. And then if it's anything but Cloud Dragon, taking the dragon while conceding top tower to the enemy top laner. That's become a staple hallmark play that TSM does, and you can read it, you know, 30 seconds before it ever happens. You see how it's set up. Uh, when you have double lift, 
it's you don't have to worry about bot lane. Svenskeren doesn't have to go into the bot lane to try and relieve pressure. That's not a weak point for the team anymore. Um, granted, I'd rather him try to gank bot lane than you know do all these random invades that he's been doing, but sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, and you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So uh, at the end of the day, it just changes their early game in such a substantial way that they are able to then build up these leads and make up for some mistakes that they do make in the late game, uh, in the macro game. Obviously, key moments, double lift, trying to kill Crown and getting two-shotted by Victor because it's Victor with Lich Bane. <laughs> double lift going out and split pushing when he has no vision and probably shouldn't do it. Um, all these other things, all these like macro mistakes that you're like, man, the best team in North America shouldn't be doing, but they don't you know, get exploited. We brought this up earlier today with G2, the mistakes that TSM make just don't really get exploited in North America because they're so much more talented. The top five player comment that I made about G2 last episode, you can make the same comment about TSM, and I think their players might even be farther ahead of some of their contemporaries in North America. I, I think that there's one exception to that point that we should get to in a second, but I, I do want to first say that I agree with everything you said about double lifts. I think the thing that makes them so impressive you look at he played on Liquid for 15 games last split. It was a terrible Liquid team in which every team that they went up against knew that Doublelift was the one person they had to stop if they were going to win. Yep. And he still managed a 9.8 CS lead at 10 minutes on average. It's absurd. I, I, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about that other than he is one of the best 80 carries in Western League of Legends history, I think easily the best native NA talent that we have seen, probably period, regardless of position. There is a player, though, Walter, you said they could all be in the top of their position. I yeah. think Sven Skarin would hear that and then end up roaming randomly into the enemy jungle without a ward and then getting killed and then looking at you and going, are you sure? Are you sure, though? So, so again, hearkening back to comments I made in the G2 episode, remember how Mithy, I said he doesn't group up with Trick as much anymore because of whatever reason, because Trick is more focused on farming and getting to that, you know, 20 to 40 minute? It's the same thing, but it's slightly different. It's that Svenskeren doesn't have backup anymore. Again, Bjergsen wasn't playing a lot of champions that he could get out of lane with. They was really focused on, I'm going to control my lane. Um, usually he was getting pushed in. Usually when he tries to push the enemy champion in, uh, he usually would be backing and trying to get, you know, an extra potion, an extra ward here or there. Biofrost is stuck in lane with Wild Turtle. He can't leave the lane. Hauntzer is, you know, this back and forth top lane matchup. Sometimes he has a really good pushing champion like Rumble. Sometimes he's a cannon into a Rumble where he's got to be under his tower and he needs to focus on, on farming. There's more of a, an onus on Svenskeren to read the map and understand, oh, my, lane, my laners can't help me. I shouldn't do this. But he does it so much where he's like, they don't, like, uh, you know... I, I'm taking a 50-50% chance that the enemy laners are going, come on, Svenskeren's not that dumb to try and do this invade where we can all collapse on him that easily. And he's like, it's a 50-50% chance that they think that. I think after this summer, it's gotten more of like an 80% chance. They're like, hmm, I don't see Svenskeren. Maybe I should go check our race. Maybe I should go check our Gromp. Maybe I should go check and make sure that he's not just randomly in our jungle. And, oh, look, there he is. Kill the blast plant. Now he's dead. Um, so I hope that getting back to these sort of lane dominant style with having double lift in the bottom lane when they had double lift bot lane and mid lane were almost always pushed up 
that's just the nature of the beast when you have the best mid laner in North America and probably the West, and the best AD carry in North America and probably the West, punishing weaker players, especially in games where they play against someone like a Dignitas, where it's Keen and Lod, or Envious, where it was Ninja and um, Apollo. Like, those are weaker laners. TSM right. can exploit people like that. So hopefully that helps fix some things. Hopefully kind of having this lead that they build up in the early game that gets, you know, three to 5,000 gold by about... 12 to 15 minutes that'll help more uh it's just kind of cleaning up that late game because once Svenskaren got out of the like i'm blindly evading the level four without any vision he still had some pretty good engages he still understands his role as a jungler of how to engage when to engage in like the team fight aspect of it and haunters has just gotten better so Svenskaren, i don't think is going to be as bad as he was this split i think that's fair to a certain extent i i do believe that he has the ability to uh, improve. We've certainly seen a better version of Svenskaren in the past. Mm -hmm. However, this is what Bjergsen does to junglers. We've, we've had this exact problem multiple times now. This is something where TSM seems to have this idea of what a jungler should be for the team and will brute force that idea no matter what. And I, I think that Svenskaren might just be struggling with that. I, I think that it requires him to make decisions that he isn't necessarily e either comfortable with or doesn't seem to fit his play style or at the very least seem to be putting him in a position of risk and saying like, oh, well, if you can't get the mechanical outplay here, you're just going to be dead. Hope that's okay with you. And, and I think that's something that TSM will need to consider. I, I think that as I wrote uh, for Unicorn... Uh, about a week ago by the time you're watching this, and it probably will be in our show notes because I think it's very relevant to any conversation you have about TSM. The fact that they are going to be dominant within the region is as much a problem as it is a, a solution to a problem. They're going to do much better because they have these leads. They're going to do much better because double lift now means that they carry two lanes at all times. Bottom of the map's easily going to be in their favor. But that also means they're going to be able to get away with a lot of things that international teams can then come back and punish. And TSM has always said that it's not about North America. They want to do well on an international stage. So they're going to have to find a way to fix that or find another team that's willing to push them forward. And we'll get to talking about the other nine as this whole preview thing continues. But quick, Walter, where do they end up? Gun to your head, where does this team land? problem is the TSM fanboy in me is like, of course they're the first place team. Come on, Walter. Like, you're nuts. You're absolutely ridiculously crazy for not thinking this team wins everything. They're getting a double lift back. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. This just feels like a split where we're going to get a surprise. With just some of the moves that we've heard with just... No, no one saw a CLG coming. No one saw it coming. And I have that same sort of, like, bubble in my stomach that I was getting about halfway through that split where CLG started to go on a tear. And I was like, I don't know, man. So I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say second. Whoa. I'm going to say they take second. They're in the finals. They're going to lose to someone. Okay. Cause that's the only way I think this team moves forward is I think they need a loss. And it always happens that that loss to someone happens in the summer. It happened against cloud nine in the summer of 2013 it happened in the summer against CLG when they had the Pobelter double lift team and they went 
to the finals and they were the one seed. I think they take second. Uh, I'm going to stick with the six-time North American LCS champions, if you don't that's mind. That's totally okay. I, ho- I totally hope that's okay, okay with you. I, as I as the that... TSM fanboy, yes, you're just not allowed to root for them. I mean, that's not going to be a problem, I don't think. But this team's really good. This is a, a team that has dominated the North American region for forever. I, I think that whatever problems you have about Svenskeren or about Parth, I think it's become clear that North American teams at least haven't exploited those and. Again, Doublelift, Biofrost, Bjergsen, Hauntzer. These guys are all incredibly talented, regardless of whether you believe there are larger macro issues to play. Every single one of them was just a a great presence. And and I think that it says a lot about them that they could lose all those game ones and those best of threes and still win 90% of those series. Download. They got to download their opponents. They, they are do really well at adapting to game ones. I, I got to give them that. So I, I think it'll be very interesting to see. I hope this podcast was interesting to listen to. If you enjoyed it, you should stick around. SoundCloud.com slash esports rough drafts for the audio. YouTube.com search rough drafts podcast if you want the video stuff. We do a lot of great uh, content over the entirety of the season. But these team-by-team previews are going to continue for the next nine days because we're breaking down every team in both regions. And Walter, where can the nice people at home find you if they want to talk to you about anything you said today? Yeah, you guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL uh, patiently waiting on Tuesday for the actual official roster lock to happen and hope that Riot actually updates their contract database. Yes. Please. Good luck with that. Please. I, I wish you the best. Uh, we're going to move on to a team that I think certainly is going to throw their best at TSM, and we will see how that holds up. But until then, goodbye. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash pod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming, or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show, or eight bucks a month, gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.